Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, I care about this. Uh, suspect arrested in the assault of Laurel's chicken shack owner. Uh, the suspect wanted for the brutal and allegedly unprovoked beating of Laurel's chicken shack uh, over by my place. God damn. Uh, booked in Multnomah County for second degree assault charges. Attack against a black business owner outside, outside of a food cart pod near my place. I'm not going to give the address on air. Um, Because Pat likes to keep it a little bit mysterious. Yeah. Just a little bit mysterious. I, I like to assume, like, I like to, he, he, my ego is big enough to assume we have hate listeners. That's 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 where. It I'm, would be I, fascinating to have yeah. a hate listener. Especially for us, because it's not like we're, like, we're saying stuff, but we're not, like, risk, like, I totally think we need revolution, but I'm not, like, risk boom ba revolution, you know what I mean? Well, so I think the things that would be, it would make hate listeners out of us is clearly, I have a voice that is a woman's voice. Um, that is just resting state grading to a certain member, like a certain segment of the population. And like some people can acknowledge it and move past it. Some people can acknowledge it, but don't move past it. And some people don't even acknowledge it. I have the stoner, uh, I have the nasally stoner drone of some kind of like political weirdo. So I guess I guess we could get it on that front. Let's see. So like uh, voice alone, we could absolutely have hate yeah. listeners. Um, and I mean, I do think we espouse opinions that probably make some people upset. But I don't know if we're entertaining enough to keep them sticking around. Yeah. Like that's the sweet spot is to be entertaining enough to be hate watched and or listened. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think we do, like, cause my thing is I don't want that kind of celebrity, and I think neither do What's you. What's the name of the shack, by the way? Uh, the Chicken Shack. Laurel's Chicken Shack. How do you spell sh- Laurel? L-O-capital-R-E-L-L, all one word, uh, apostrophe S, Chicken Shack. L-O-R-E-L-L? Yep. No two R's, just one? Just one R, but it's a capitalized R. Oh, so Laurel. Yeah. Nice. My my roommate was asking me about it because he was like, "Uh, d- there was a hate crime near the like a black gay liberal." Is house. it safe to say that Portland is a hate crime? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I w- I I'm gonna I'm really gonna be curious how history like if there's a history, I'm gonna be very curious about how it goes. I think you're gonna probably pick up Harriet eating her dinner. Yeah, whatever. Because I put a lot of crunchies on top. Because she's the further the further away stuff doesn't doesn't seem to pick up as much. As well, if I, it does, I th- I think I'm going to say you're welcome to listeners. Yeah. It is pretty adorable to listen to her eat. What is the length? She's cute. All right, all right. So, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm more. What do we want to start with? What do we, Rochelle Cody? What do we want to start this episode of News Dump with? Well, we could start with the news uh, that. Do you think you'd get this out before the show we have on Potentially. Friday? Potentially. I if have. you prioritize this over the po- the D&D one? And if not, I just edit it out. Like, okay, I just, but yeah. I mean, that'd be fun news. Yeah, like, yeah. we're going to be doing uh, comedy at a 
fundraiser for a strike? Yes, for for striking workers. Uh, for I don't remember what union the Starbucks people are with, but whatever. whatever oh, that one I gotta is. tell my coworkers yeah. then that I, I'm doing I, that. I'm ninety percent sure. I know that's the one she was working with before. She might be working. She might just be doing a thing for striking workers in general. Okay, that's everybody a good idea. The the nurses were striking. The the yeah, the, the nurses at Providence were striking. U- UPS is is pretty close to striking or did strike. Oh or? well. I'm sorry, but according to one of the drivers that comes to my UPS store, um, my takes about it are chronically online, so I can't really speak to what's going on there. No, that's fine. You're literally online now. We're on. We, we I are. Can, I can't speak to something because I only have discourse on a computer. Oh, that's and definitely not two degrees very relevant to that information. You know what? Hot take. I think I'm starting to see that take as more ableist because it's like, all right, well, cool. What happens to the person in a wheelchair who's stuck at home but still wants their opinion known? Like, Yeah, and still thinks about things. And also, what does that say about the person who and from my argument of like who doesn't have a professional education but is actively working at as a UPS driver? So like, I get it. There's a little yeah. bit of condescension coming from both angles on there, but it yeah. was really frustrating to hear, oh, you just sound chronic online. I'm like, yeah, you know, this definitely has nothing to do with knowing some of the history of labor in this country and then also knowing a good amount about U.S. politics, even though I've been smoking as much of that memory away as possible. If your point would be made on Fox News, I, I know your point is wrong. So yeah. that's that's the closer to a po- Fox News point, the more the more I could feel Gutfeld is the name of the guy on there. I don't actually pay attention. The the worst part about me watching it is once famous people or once people have become infamous leave. I'm like, all right, I don't know. These are all just the same old white people. Like, but uh, yes, I mean, we're here today, Patrick Thomas Perkins. Yeah. Um, we are here today first to talk about uh, the 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 such such tragic story. Of five people who lived a life we would never be able to experience, willingly imploding. I go to uh, pretty to, far deep. I imagine. I don't think they were all the way at the bottom. Uh, I don't. I, I hope not. I uh, I I got as stoned as possible so that I would laugh my way through most of this. So I would just do that somber. If I sound somber, it's just I got really fucking high. So Cat I could, is baked. Yeah, no, because to like, the core, the, well, to the max. The more, the more I heard about this, the more I laughed. We are, of course, going to start talking uh, about the billionaires, the Titan sub, the Titan um, sub made by Ocean Gate. I'm sorry, but if you choose to put Gate at the end of your business name now, yeah, water- now. The water, There's been enough gates. The Watergate Hotel is allowed to do that because it's the Watergate Hotel. Like you, you go there. But now, like, at this point, at least in general American society, name putting gate at the end of anything means it's like a controversy, a conspiracy, and it's bad. So, so what did what were you trying to elicit with that name? I think you're just trying to sound pre- well. Ocean Gate also what was it Tit- Titan Gate? What was it you well, said- no. So it's the Titan Sub, and the company's called Ocean Gate. Okay, okay, yeah. Ocean Gate though does sound. All of these guys are grifters in some fashion, and it sounds like what a grifter would think a professional organization sounds like. Right. Ocean Gate. Uh, my, my brother and his wife, they've both worked a lot in like corporate jobs and like startups and like names, the names are always just so fucking bananas. 
Like, I think my parents still have coasters from one of the companies that either of them worked at that we, and they're like, you know, that like rubber koozie material yeah. that's like kind of fabric-y on one side and then like bumpy and sticky. Like, you can't actually put too cold a drink on there because it's going to warp the fabric off of the... the <laughs> Potentially, the, yeah. 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 Um, but, so, I, I am no stranger to just silly-ass business names. Uh, you probably watched more about it than I did. I watched um, the 11-minute thing that CBS did, which was partially a retrospective because it, like, that journalist had been invited to go on the submarine a year prior. They didn't end up going down because a safety test didn't pass on that day. Um, but uh, so we had a lot of footage. Like most of the footage you see of the sub is from that coverage, and I guess they probably sold it to all of their news outlets. Uh, not not to recommend better podcasts because I'm sure if we had a producer, they'd tell us not to do that. But Behind the Bastards did a much very in depth like three I hour. I haven't listened coverage. to it yet, so I'm actually uh, really excited so to I, listen to it. I might I might spoil some of that. I'll try not to do it too hard for you, Rochelle. I oh, do, that's fine. We weren't. I think I think we weren't going to do this. Except the thing that kept getting to me at least was the part where like. I would make joke things and they would be true. Like I joked with you a bunch that like, I'll bet you they, they just ignored safety regulations. Cause that's what you do when you have money. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like every place you would have exp- like, you're like, Oh, I bet you this is what a billionaire did. And yes, that's exactly yeah. what a billionaire did. And then, so like the more that that happened, the more I was like, I guess we got to talk about it Cause it, I love being right. Well, so here's something I want to say right off the top though. It's like as a business owner providing a service, you want to communicate that you have the utmost care for your customer, right? Right. Your customer wants to believe that they're being taken care of either by the product they're purchasing from you or the service that you're providing them. And it is so fucking rich to me. So fucking rich. (laughs) That, He's like, I'm going to cut all these corners because I don't even think people like me or myself deserve that level of care when doing something we want to do or like buying a service. It's not like this level of carelessness, not only about yourself, but the people that you're providing something to. It is is accurately carelessness, but it is it is like a false kind of sense of it's cavalier. Well, it's it's right. I've come cavalier work in that regard. I think so. It's just the part like you trick your horses down there. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> the, the Titanic. The Titanic was famously full of horses. That was the horses actually uh, mostly got away. They saw the iceberg coming and they just jumped off and swam away. But horses then, really good at swimming in ice yeah. cold waters. Yeah. Unfortunately, with those really thin legs with no insulation. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> they definitely lo- their legs didn't just snap off and like sink, like float up. <laughs> just a lot of happy sharks. I'm so sorry, Pat. No, I can't yeah. let you get to your point. It's fine. I forgot what it was. No, uh, uh, it's. I did. Uh, Fuck. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, it was. It was. It was very funny. <laughs> it was because okay, what you do? Okay, I remembered what it was when you are one of these guys. You think, all right? I'm one of these guys. Okay, so you don't see all of the ways you could have died. Because you've paid somebody to tell you not to see them. 
right? Like it's you, people are going to reinforce the th- the the real reason this works is yeah. That, hey, so what you're saying is that level of power gives you the ability to reinforce a reality, even if that reality will harm you. Yeah, yeah. It's the the re- Got it. I, I think I think Robert Evans, but I think he he takes that phrase from other people calls it the reality distortion field, and it's what like a lot of these con. It's what Trump has, where he's like. Uh, whatever is going on around me, I'm my personality is just going to distort all of the truth about it. It's like, so I know you don't watch a lot of 30 Rock, but she ends up like involved with John Hamm at one point, mm. Tina Fey's character. And he's so handsome, he doesn't realize he sucks at everything. Yes. So it's like the pretty bubble. I think they called the pretty bubble in that, which I mean, I know that's not the case. And it's definitely more of a desirability politics. Like it's the billionaire bubble. The other part of it is that like all of this stuff is built on cons. And it's, yes. uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing that keeps Harvey Weinstein, kept Harvey Weinstein in power, which is like, if you do some bullshit and I don't call you on your bullshit and we do some bullshit together and I'm doing some bullshit, you can't call me on my bullshit because then I'll call you on your bullshit and then the whole system falls apart. It's, and that's all how many ever seasons of House of Cards there were. Yeah. Well, you can also see it in the documentary Glass Onion on Netflix. It's very similar. What's that one about? I don't have Netflix anymore. Oh. Edward Norton? Yeah, Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club is is like a billionaire who like came- Wait, it's a documentary? No, it's not. It's just God me- damn it, Pat. No, it's 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 the Because I was like, I think I've heard of Glass Onion as like a Oh, oh. You piece of poop. Uh, no, you that, piece of poop. That's just one of my favorite jokes in the. It's just one of my favorite dad jokes to just call a movie that's a little dry a documentary, but it's I mean, it's pretty funny and it's got it's, it's got cool directorial moments. I'm gonna free- unload some more of that video. So like. Um, the CBS guy is talking about it, uh, and then he gets to see the whole, like, rig, and, like, it is really emphasized that, uh, most of the stuff was, was, like, you could buy out of a fucking catalog, it wasn't, like, made to specs other than, like, the carbon fire beer hull and maybe, like, the, like, maybe the, like, the exoskeleton of it, but, like, all the internal components and stuff seem to be pretty much, like, aftermarket shit. And, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you're doing that and then also not having someone double-checking it in, like, an official capacity, obviously that leaves a lot of room for error. I know I saw somewhere, which this is outside of what I watched to talk about it today, there was a gal who was saying that the problem with carbon fiber is that every time it's under that level of pressure, it starts to reveal more and more um, potential, like, impurities and or like you know weaknesses in the um in the material and so like each time they were doing that it sounds like they were potentially like just making it less sturdy every time so increase the likelihood of that would happen yeah to to uh uh give another behind the scenes revelation i also started add meds this week so i'm a little i mean i started them a couple of weeks ago but i finally am on the high enough dose like the final dosage so my brain is still the wh- final Dosage. Uh, so i i listened to a couple of interviews but sometimes i just did not they did not retain but one of the things i found was he was using just kind of uh, uh scrap metal as ballast like like to pull them down because like you oh you, yeah yeah you, go you have down. to have weight yeah and so it was just but, but that's also that's what um james cameron does too so one of the videos I watched, it was titled specifically why they're not going to be able to, like, recover this. But in reality, all it was was a documentary about James Cameron's stuff specifically, 
which I thought was really weird. Um, another part of the, that made that odd was that um, the other the other weird part about James Cameron is he did like the safety training. He did the he did. Well, and his his vessels are actually regulated. There are actually there are much more scientists involved in what he's doing. Yeah. Um. Sorry. He's got because he's because he made. Because he made Titanic, so like, well, he's yeah, got, he's got Titanic money. You know what I mean? Like, he he has uh, a one up on this other dude. What's his name? Fuck, I can't even remember his name. That's fine. He's dead, right? Um, but like, one thing that I think that he had like on his he definitely had more scientific curiosity about it instead of like the adventure of going down to that's, sea. It seemed like, but also that might just be how it's being portrayed well, no, that's, after the fact. That's that's what I wanted to talk about because 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 we did our usual thing where like I watch the Fox News things and you oh yeah and you you watch the depressing uh, shit yeah. and well, I, I think so you watch the stuff that's depressing to me yeah and I watch the stuff that's depressing to you well no they're both because it seems a little less in 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 awful. But actually, uh, hold on. I'm going to pull up the quotes that I got from James, the James Cameron one that okay. just made me want to punch things. Okay. The thing that the guy who was the CEO of Ocean Gate that said that was just the most unreal sentence I've ever read was, at some point, safety is just pure waste. Um, and Corey immediately responded, yeah, he's just like Mike Rowe. And I was like, yeah. Uh, Dirty Jobs Micro yeah. is all against OSHA OSHA yeah. regulations. He, he, is a, he is a trained opera singer who got a job hosting TV, and now he speaks out against unions and safety. Yeah, regulations. he's a union buster, all uh, sorts of shit. Which which sucks because um, you want you want there to be a good guy in the world ever. So yeah, I watched the Australian sixty minutes, and it said why rescuing a deep sea sub in the depths of the ocean is nearly impossible. So I guess it really didn't highlight specifically about the other thing. Maybe it talked about it at the end, but mainly it was about James Cameron. And like you can tell, like the first one when they were talking about the difference between uh, regulated submersible and Ocean Gate was that they said that you'll see so many more buttons and components on the inside instead of just a tube and a screen, which is what the Ocean Gate one was. Yeah. And the James Cameron one fit more of what that other that other type of ship is described as. Like, you saw all sorts of intricacies going on. Um, they, used, they used, like, a PS4. Five controller, if I remember. No, the no, thing. no, no. It's this. It's this. Uh, Logitech I mean, it controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't exactly. But uh, that's uh, also not out uh, of the ordinary for submersible. So that wasn't and, as, as and huge of a red flag yeah, as people yeah, yeah, are we, focusing we, we, on it. We, it being. turns out. It turns out we've trained. It turns out we've trained to generate. I really Pat's conspiracy theory corner for for the moment. I think we did train ki- a generation of kids to be violent. But in that we trained them to be drone pilots in advance. Yeah. And we just called it Halo. Um the Or Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Uh the the one I watched, uh the, the f- Oh wait, but I missed oh, we're oh, missing quote, another quote. Quotes, quotes, yeah, so sorry. in the James Cameron one, this was really great because the interview I think was talking about the fact that not only does he do movies and stuff, he also does this. And he's like, Yeah, you know, it's great doing this, but it's like sometimes I feel like I have to code switch when I go back to the other thing. And it's just this really weird because James Cameron's a billionaire, I'm assuming. Um, if not a hundred and millionaire. For him to use the phrase code switch is just laughable because code switch is about surviving and changing the way you communicate to not out yourself as a marginalized person and endanger yourself. He's just probably talking about changing the way he talks 
because you can probably you probably have to talk differently to people who deal with science and then people who deal with entertainment. Yeah, because that's you, not code switching. Well, I mean, you do have to speak in code to people who work in entertainment because you just have to speak in lies and you just have to figure out what lies they're telling each other. Whereas with scientists, in theory, you're like, well, actually, the water is thirty degrees Celsius. Thank you very much. So we're gonna go with that information. Yeah. Uh, another thing from the James Cameron one that made me laugh was. They described the bottom of the ocean as it was a world still begging to be explored and recorded. And, like, I don't know how we as humans do so much to center ourselves and anthropomorphize things to validate our decisions. The homocentric opinion. Yes, well, yes. That, that's the, the, the funny part about that is that is, uh, like, exactly the angle Fox picked up on. Because this one was not, like... The the normal like I watched some videos that depressed. I have a couple more questions. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Um, and then apparently I watched another one. It was just a short CNN Canada. They they have found what they have believed to be human remains around Ooh. some of the wreckage, so it didn't get fully eviscerated or eaten already. Um, and they have been pulling out parts of like the hull and like the carbon fiber shield and da 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 da. Um. But the one thing that they ended it was they said that um, there is a international expectation that you will respond when there is a vessel in distress. Uh, so that's why they're saying that why they were um, defending uh, them putting so much money into trying to was, find yeah, this. Yeah, there was like military technology oh, yeah. used. And, and like, and I guess when people ask how much it costs, people said, they kept on saying, well, we have money in the budget for this. And it's like, yeah, but that's not the question we and, asked. And how, how many people were on that refugee ship? Exactly, that? exactly. Because then the other um, anchor or whatever made the point of it being like, yeah, well, we just had hundreds of migrants in the Mediterranean die because the Greek authorities decided they didn't want to help. Well, like they waited too long to provide yeah. assistance and all those people died. And so it was nice to see like one piece of journalism take that perspective because really none of them did. The other two didn't. It was all just about exploration and how um, it's a really dangerous thing to do. And also that guy really didn't want to have anyone regulate anything he was doing. Well, that was, that's, I mean. So that was what I got from what I watched. That is what those, these guys' mindset is, is it's, it's, uh, tourism, it, it's, va- what do we call it? Like vacation, uh, 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 it's vacation exploration where it's oh, like. Oh, no. Um, it's like exploration. It's, it's like, there, cause there's the term ecotourism. Yeah, that's the word. It I could was be going. ecotourism. Cause I mean, there's a lot of parallels you can draw between what these people did on the submarine and the people who decide they want to scale, like, at Mount Everest or K two or anything like that, and then and then like for for people who don't know what that means, it's not that they're actually scaling it; they're paying someone to do all the heavy lifting, to do all the mm-hmm. setting up and taking down equipment, providing food. All they are doing is going on a, a, a particularly well, extreme I mean, and stressful hike. You do have to prepare and practice and train for it, so it's like they assume that's them doing it themselves. Yeah, um, perspective because bias. because like. They just don't really see maybe those other people as people. Yeah, it, 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 it's and pers- they're the main character in their story, which I mean we all are, but some of us are a little more aware of it than others. Yeah, and then and exa- it, it's both those things. It's it, it, it's the perspective bias, and then it's also when you have that much money, you stop thinking other people exist. And we have studies that show that like your brain goes differently when you get that amount of your money. your brain gets smoother. Yeah, the- you straight up like I think you straight up lose folds. 
It's the same thing that domesticating animals does to them. So the but the the way Fox was the, the way Fox was uh, portraying it was that these were brave explorers who uh, were were just plumbing the depths of the world, whereas like you know as we've mentioned you, tons of training when you a I also got some of this from the 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 behind the bastards one one of my favorite things is that they are they are billed as uh, citizen scientists who are exploring the unknown all all they are doing is going down looking through a video camera at the stuff and then going back up and you have to go like you have to go this weirdly slow speed not weirdly you have to go the slow speed because the slower otherwise you'll you'll implode yeah yeah the lower down you go the more the more the water if you go up too fast then you'll explode yeah because you're like nitrous in your blood will release too fast and then yeah so uh, that's a beautiful sound effect. Um, it was it was interesting because a uh, one of these guys was called Mister Titanic. Loved you, you, you gotta love that. Um, they were all uh, billed as except for the the one the one person that was like not necessary. There was a pilot, and even he was like this weird like. I'm an adventurer guy who does these sort of things. Who's done? I, I, I'm high enough. I'm an officer enough, and being an officer means like I've got some amount of money. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of living my retirement by going to the bottom of the oh, ocean. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like to, to me, the three, the so okay. So for one thing, Fox is like okay, these people are all explorers, and they're brave, and they're they're they're. they're I don't know if you can call a 19 year old kid who just wanted to solve a Rubik's cube at the bottom of the ocean. And explore or brave, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna say who is or isn't brave in this scenario because that's shit. It's, regardless of how many regulations were involved, this could have been like a U.S. military sub or like something like that. I'd have been like, "Fuck no!" So, like, and I think bravery can be stupidity it, it, at the same time. Yeah. Those are they, they go hand in hand a lot because, like, you have to think that you want to survive and exist and that it's possible and that can feel real dumb it's just bravery to me in the way that somebody's like it was brave to take a cross-country airplane but you know what i mean like i'm like well it 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 is but like it it, it like i don't know it, it, i i agree with you uh, uh ah! <laughs> like i don't i don't it's just it's it's weird to me. Like I wouldn't get on an airplane because of like I'm I'm scared my back will explode or whatever. Right? But, <laughs> is there like, any sort of research that that's a possibility, or nope, is that just nope. something you're afraid of? I'm just afraid of it. I should. <coughs> I'm sure I could look into it. Also, if I if I did take an airplane flight and it was long enough that like I could fuck shit up. Well, not only that, but if it's more than an hour, then like disability could be like, well, you sat still for more than an hour. Like why? Like clearly you're fine. Like clearly you're fine because you you sat in the thing. And so you're fine, right? Like clearly, you're fine, bro. Uh, uh, so brave explorers, um, also entrepreneurs. That was a big deal that they were that they were they were, and, and also they were they were super smart. Like they were just they were just super super smart guys. Who were just super smart. Who were smart. So smart. So smart. So smart. Uh, uh, so smart. They tried. To, I guess Smart Link is is Elon Musk's like uh, or, or Direct Link or. Oh or, yeah. Also, um, the people who um. Were at Ocean Gate like to refer to themselves as SpaceX, but for the ocean. Which I mean, at least uh, I, I think I think Robert Evan made this joke, but like at least at Elon Musk's credit, he hasn't tried to kill anybody in space yet. Like he's he's limited that it to, we like, know of. Yeah, yeah. I would. Do you, do you think he's had like uh uh like test launches with people, and we just have it like Fantastic Four situations where there's people like melting in labs someplace. <laughs> 
Um, you know, we're speaking in alleged terms, obviously. Yes. Um, that's what the lawyers said to do. Yeah, we because we know lawyers <laughs> closely. Well, I mean, that's what the lawyer on TV said to do. Yeah, always speak in go. alleged terms. Um, but like, I. I don't. I can't fathom what having that much money does to your brain. So it's hard for me to not assume that they do some of the most unhinged shit because they have never had to experience <laughs> real consequences. Because yeah. like I can't imagine what I would be like if I had been able to do whatever the fuck I wanted. That and that's 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 the messed up part is I think people. There's a misperception when I say I want, like, anarchy and I want, like... Yeah, like, you want everyone like, to murder each other. That's well, what you want. That's I, I what anarchy is, right? I don't want people to have that level of power. And you don't have that level of power and, and misperception when everyone is actually equitable. You can you can look at each other and be like, oh, these are my abilities. Those are your abilities. And you kind of have to be more honest with each other because you, you're in a system of honesty. In our system, if I admit that you're an idiot, you have to admit that I'm an idiot. And then we have to question why either one of us has a billion dollars. And it's easier just to have a billion dollars. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it would not surprise me in the least if he has actively killed people either for scientific pursuits or just because he wanted to kill them. Just, yeah. Allegedly. 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 Uh, but back, back to this, the, the, back to the sub, what I, what I wrote down as subs versus dumbs, uh, D-U-M-B-S, uh, 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 a prouder moment of that. But, uh, so the, besides the, I, they also had a 13 minute long video and it was just this dude kind of lamenting the loss of his friend. But it's like the weird part about watching Fox is you've maybe it's just as bad with the other news networks, but I can see where the lines are fed because we had to hear about what hardworking men these guys were. And like, no, like you're paying people to work hard. It just cause you're staying up late. That doesn't mean you're a hardworking person. If you're staying up late while other people are working, you're staying up late. That's all you're doing. I know this as a cripple who doesn't do much these days. Oftentimes, you're just staying up late while other people are doing things. If It's exhausting because you're staying up late, but... Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah, it's two... Two, two sides of the same coin. You just got the crappy side. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you we got a magi- like a magic quarter at work? Mm-mm. So, they ha- it has the face on both sides. Ooh. And it feels like metal, but when you... Bop it off a counter. It sounds like plastic. Nice. I'd never seen one of those before. I thought it was pretty neat. And a guy came in. He's. I was like, ah, it's just twenty cents for the copy. And he's like, oh, okay, I've got the change. And he pulls out a handful. You know, he's got just a fuck ton of change. Some people like having that much change in their pockets. I am not that person. But he had like a really like fucked up dime that was also kind of bent over, like it was starting to be like a taquito or a burrito. It was fantastic. Dimito. Sorry, I guess I just wanted to take a break from what we were talking yeah. about for a second because I, I know it's been talked to death, but I do want to talk about it, and I'm just so frustrated that at the points that I am seeing versus the points that I wish people were talking yeah. about. And I, I do think it. more people are talking about it the way I feel about, or at least on my curated social media. I do. I do think billionaires are going to get the wrong idea and not like I, the the main thing that I think keeps keeps fucking over billionaires is they don't realize they could just give up the money and be people yes because i think when you have i don't i don't know if it's when you had that much money and but power. it's like the lord of the, it's like the ring yeah i guess and and like much like the ring you have to be like 
the people who are, I guess, will, the most willing to turn aside the temptations of the rings are the people who are like, yeah, no, I don't want to be king of men. I just want to be a dude who gets high in the Shire. Well, or there are people like Galadriel who's like, I would be awful. Yeah. You would love me, but I would be awful. I same would, with Gandalf. No, I same. That, that's why I- Gandalf. I mean, I mean, personally, that's why I don't want any, any level of powers. I'm like, no, I would- like, I'm pretty sure I would be able to turn it down, maybe, in the end, but I don't know. I tend to only see power as a way to help other people. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I think also sometimes I do see power as a way to defend myself. Or, like, yeah. at least feel feel autonomy in moments where I don't get to feel them. Like, the, the Green Lantern Ring makes sense to me as far as powers go, because it's to help people and, and to protect yourself. Whereas, like, just Superman's vast array of things, I'm like, that's just a person to fight. That's just the... Yeah. A, and I don't want that. I don't want... Yeah. The, and we have a... I, I, I kind of blew... I think I blew my friend's mind the other night when I was like, you can only ever be as good as the systems you're in. Because even... You can be better than them, Potentially, but there's always going to be limitations to only be as good as you're allowed systemically, right? If we if we make it against the law for somebody to house all the homeless, which it's not not, but we haven't made it, you know, incentivized to do. I don't know. Whatever, I'm going down. Oh, right no. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of ways you can see that uh, when people do try to create those spaces, they either get shut down for, you know, the large condo. NIMBY, yeah. Well, no, so, like, the food cart pods downtown, right? All of them have been pretty much shut down at this point, right? There's, like, a remainder of one at, like, one place. No, I think there's a few downtown now. Really? But but it's not like it used to be, where it was, like, a whole city block. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember when I visited here in, uh, that was 2009? Mm -hmm. And I was blown away. But, like... When I moved out here, there were definitely a ton less, and now there's even less than there was before. And, like, there will be pop-up places where they happen, but there's not really stable places yeah. well, as much as there well, used to be. It's, it's a reflection They've of- They've moved out yeah. of the center of the city. Well, it's a reflection of the housing market again, where it was like there was these big empty lots, and the people that couldn't sell parking were like, well, I guess I'll rent to you. And then they were finally able to kind of sell parking again. But then also the business owners were like, we don't want to be around during uprisings and police riots. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so- what I really was trying to say, though, is that they did that also with the kind of, like- camp zones that they had Mm. set up too those got shut down for other things to get built yeah and so it's like there's not laws necessarily stopping people from housing homeless people but there is still a lot of neoliberal behaviors and policies that are reinforcing that on a way a level that most people uh, don't recognize unless they're actively paying attention and that was that was me gonna circle around actually to use that circle the square uh, square the circle well no to go back to the substance versus triangle the diamond yes add the triangle to the diamond which is like uh their reason for thinking they deserve to get around policy and that doesn't matter to them is that they've they've made a billion dollars yeah i can do whatever i want i have all the money yeah and because because i won the game yeah and because now i I, want all the extra loot and, like, that is what a lot of these guys are doing, which is why, like, it frustrates me that, like, there, there is, to me, a, a philosophical hat on here for a minute, but there's, like, a natural version of what they're doing. I do agree that, like, no, nah, it would be, 
it would be nice to map the ocean floor to see what's going on down there, to see the damage that we've done to figure out how to fix it and to like take stock of the information. But right now that's going to be driven by profit. You know, the, if, if those things do manage to somehow be useful, if, if this guy does discover something useful, it's going to be for like the armed forces to figure out a way to personalize a submarine to send a guy across with a nuke or some bullshit like that. It's so, so. I remember hearing about this in college, but it's like your goal as a like student or like a grad student or a researcher is to like convince the US military they should be giving you money for it or the US mm-hmm. government. So like convincing the government that your your thing will make them money or make some industry money. So it's like when most people become a geologist, it's not because they want to just study rocks. It, a lot of times it ends up being, well, I'm gonna be a um What's the world word? Uh, uh, like a fossil fuel geologist. Yeah, like that's that's where you that's where you that make was, money. That is the money in having that type of degree yeah, and that this, type this of expertise. This, the kinds of things this would have gone to would have been fossil fuel companies trying to find some way to frack the bottom of the ocean fucking floor. Oh my god! It would have gone to the military to figure out some way to you know fucking personalize the ball, or it would have gone to businesses to find some other resource. The the thing about Cameron is he really was working with scientists and researchers and people who wanted to like They brought up dirt from the bottom of the Ooh. ocean this last time. Like Ooh. and it was like maybe like a quart or yeah. a bit bigger Ziploc bag. And it's pretty full. It looked it looked like did you watch that video where you can get like you can donate your poop and people can get it injected to help? So you can become a poop donor. Uh, to help people who like need like better gut bacteria, learning things. I know. Well, what they do is they take your sample, put it in a bag, and then they have a machine that just kind of gently punches it back and forth to like break it down and solidify it. So it's kind of like poop smoothie, a poothy, if you will. Um, but that's kind of what the stuff from the bottom of the ocean looked like. You know, in the cameras, it always looks really white, but it was yeah. pretty dark. Well, yeah, because the cameras are, are, are oh, it has are, to be so bright to yeah, pick up yeah. everything around it. No, I know. I'm curious because I know one of the things I was watching was saying like they'll they'll bring up like little bits of like porcelain or whatever. Like cups will shrink down because of the pressure, like like just responding. Stuff will shatter and stuff responding to the pressure coming back out. Oh, yeah. That is not properly true. I wonder if the so dirt did that. So that's why you're worried about your spine and yeah. airplanes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just everything I've ever read about pressure. You know what's wild? So you know how like when you're in uh in orbit, like you're under a lot less gravitational. Yeah. Pull? I wonder. I wonder if that would help me or make it so much worse. Well, I mean, part of the problem is there's pressure being put down on each of That's the individual discs. That's a good point. So maybe like, what if we just put a spring in there? Maybe. Like, could you just get shocks? Like Inspector Gadget. Inspector Patrick. Oh, by the way, in our Lord of the Rings rewatch, you know how there's that one really big pink and puffy orc? He sounds like the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. Next time, Gadget. Yes. It's so wild. Is it that guy? I haven't I looked it up. I don't know. I'm not I don't want to look it up. I we didn't we didn't honestly have much information to add to this. I do want to talk about this though. I actually do have a pretty large fascination with the bottom of the ocean. Like oh. deep sea documentaries are some of my favorites. Oh, I'm um nope. Like so, here's some facts for you, really quick. God made um, it midnight down there. I might not know. Like God said, nope. I'm good with that. Pat, you ready? Yeah. Okay, so you know how there's like vents at the bottom of the ocean, and, like, and some of them are like hot. Mm-hmm. Some of them are cold too. So, 
if um if like tectonic plates are being created as in the plates are pulling apart from each other those are hot vents because you know the lava is going to be cooking the shit coming out and it's going to be a lot of the methane that's how it's going to be it's gonna be hot methane well if two plates are if one plate's going underneath one a subduction that means it's a cold one because what happens is all that poop on the one plate gets pushed under all the poop on the other and then it breaks down and then it farts up oh. and so you get those cold vents and then that's also where you'll get those parts of the ocean that are like extra seas underneath that are extra salty yeah that's what i was gonna say there's i know i knew that one that yeah. there's like like areas so where those are usually around subduction zones um and the, i think the thing that's the, that i like the most about the deep sea is that it's Filled with fucking extremophiles. Like these things that have no business existing up here, let alone even at the top of the ocean. So typically those documentaries don't talk about climate change as much, so I don't have to get as sad. Uh, one of And okay. I also think that um, researching extremophiles in these st- extreme environments is going to be much more beneficial for us to figure out how to dig ourselves out of the hole we continually keep enlarging right now as a species we on get, like, this planet. Phosphorescent eyeballs and stalks. Well yeah. Uh, and like they also like don't need sunlight at all. Mm. Uh and they um can withstand pressures that we can't even fathom. They have some of them eat things that we can't like they eat methane, there's shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they're eating farts. They're straight up eating farts. The the other the other thing I found kind of interesting is there is some amount of hypothesis that a lot of like sea monsters were simply oh, animals. Yeah, oh, no. all things like so, that popped up to the surface for whatever reason. Because once they popped up to the surface, they're gonna explode and look weird and different. And well, crap. and also they just like they, you don't see them often yeah. because that's not where they live. And they usually if they die, they're just gonna get eaten by what's there. Yeah. Um. We have. Do you remember those like? book of knowledge books so it was like it was kind of like a just a really slim down encyclopedia and it would have a lot of drawings and diagrams and they had one specifically with deep sea creatures and they showed like illustrations and then also some real images and talked a lot about the history of some of them being interpreted as deep sea creatures initially it seems like i love that as a kid it seems like something i would have read as a kid yeah the uh, uh, also that stuff's sometimes scarier than stuff in horror movies, so it's like calling me to be like, Well, that's in the bottom of the ocean, and it can't actually get to me, so I'm probably okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that is why I don't want to go into the bottom of the ocean because it's down there, and I yeah. know I know it's down there, and I don't, I don't want to deal with it. The thing I kind of wanted to wrap up on this was just that, like, there's this reality distortion field these guys create, you know, and they, they all, all of that grift stuff. The, the, the part that I want people to maybe remember is like. That's all the people running things. Yeah. No, and that's like, why we, the people, should be running things. And then, and then this careless, If they're this careless about something that it's the <coughs> equivalent of them buying an iced coffee, because honestly, based on how much money these people, that's how much this trip costs. It's like an iced Two, coffee. 250000 or something, if I remember. Yeah, 250000 So a quarter of a million dollars. But for them, that's just like, I'm going to treat myself I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey, but I do this every day, so it's actually not that much of a yeah. treat, really. There was a, there's a Malcolm Gladwell thing. Like, I think one of the episodes we should do at some point is me going back over Malcolm Gladwell things that I hate, uh, and things that were right. But there's one that I think about a lot, which is like, um, there's all these billionaires, kid, there, there's like this f- f- fringe industry for being the therapist to the children of like billionaires and stuff, because there's a kind of trauma that comes about when, 
can't and won't are two different things. Yeah. Like, my parents couldn't buy me a horse when I was a kid, but your parents won't buy you a horse when you're a kid. And you you can internalize that in a bunch of ways that, that you're not even prepared for. And then you're, like, 35 and, like, yeah, I don't even know what a human is anymore, right? Like, yeah. I'm, and so it's it's funny to me that we, like it, – it's like – it's like how we have this phrase, money is the root of all people. And then there are there are legitimate people who are like, I'm a leftist, I got to get paid. And I'm like Wait, money is the root of all people? Evil, sorry. I, okay. I, I'm stoned. I we, we, no, we, I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I was just double checking because I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Is I, this a new is this a pat interpretation no, no, of no, a no. colloquialism? No, 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 no. It was Pat being stoned. Money is the root of all evil and people will be will still say no, let's like let's get as rich as possible. Let's I gotta get I gotta get mine, and that's yeah. It's, it's like I'm like I can't I can't get on board if your goal is whatever capitalism isn't gonna be the solution to the problem that is capital. Like the yes, yes. I'm I'm and drunk. Capitalism, like it, it, you know, it's I'm like homeopathy. Vodka, I'm vodka drunk. The solution is I get whiskey drunk, and they'll cancel no, each other out. No, the solution is just to switch to Bartles and James. Yeah. Like, homeopathy, a little bit of the bad thing cures it. Yeah. And it's like, well, we've demonstrably proven that is not true and that homeopathy is straight up a grift. And it's just like, it's just another weird way of us continually hurting ourselves and it making patterns and ripples. And it and starts it to look like math and numbers and I'm really and so it, burnt out. And homeopathy goes to the same thing of this, which is we don't I mean it goes to another thing and we don't know shit because we keep having stupid rules or keep having stupid people rules, in power. Man. Or speaking of stupid rules, did you like that transition there? The other half of this oh episode. Oh my god, I've been avoiding us talking about this I know, part of the I know, episode. But I have to so, edit it later, so we gotta get to it at some point. I don't know if we should start with the good one. Or um, if we should end let's, let's with start, the good let's, one. Let's start with the one that we don't understand. Okay, so here's what I wrote in my notes as to what it – I just said space shit, nat national trademarks. So – Abitron, uh, Gustry – we're going we're gonna to be talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, arbitration? For, yeah. Do you want to send me what you're reading and I'll read it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. One second. And I that's not a slight. It's just I do more reading. I do more out loud reading than I you know, do. I know, but it's, it's funnier when I, when I butcher fucking fancy words. Okay, so it's one the Abitron, Austria. Yeah. So I'm just going to read it for it. Abitron, Austria, GMB, capital H! Versus Hetronic International Incorporated. Applying the presumption against extraterritorial extra territoriality to provisions of the Lanham Act that prohibit trademark infringement are not extraterritorial and only and extend only to claims where the infringing use in commerce is domestic. And use in commerce is in air quotes. Or is in quotes. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. No, it is. It is in quotes. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it has something to do with the fact that, like, you can't just, like, fuck with other countries using your your brand name if the brand name is for something else. I think. That's I read, my guess. I read the wiki and I read two articles. I still didn't get it. I do know peripherally we have weird patent laws because everything is meant to benefit the people with money here. Mm. So, like. In, I so, mean, it is other places, but it's probably the most naked here. Yeah. And other places, there's, like, usually limitations on it and stuff. And so, my guess is. 
uh, are not extraterritorial and extend only to claims where the infringing use in commerce is domestic is basically because because reading one of the things it sounds like people are buying things in other countries to get them cheaper and then shipping them here but i don't know if that's if if it's saying that's good or like if that's allowed or not allowed and i'm not even sure if that's what it's saying is going yeah on. okay so yeah i Th- this i imagine is- this is important but i don't understand it enough to be able to speak on it let's say what we th- a nonsense thing we think it's a about no- a nonsense thing and a real thing yeah a nonsense my, thing my real thing is that i think it's saying that like you can't you can't lie to people you can lie to americans but you can't lie to non-americans is what i think it might be saying like, oh like, my like, god like that, that wouldn't surprise me like that your patent bit. that your patent mm. can claim one thing even if it is proven in another country that's my that's my real thing um what's your nonsense thing uh my nonsense thing is that it uh it allows uh since it has to deal with patents uh it allows Patton oswald to not perform outside the country he's only allowed uh, and the movie Patton can only be played in the United States. It mentions two things, and those are the two patents I can think of. I like how it's totally different spelling of patent, too. Yeah. Um, real thing, I think it does. I think it just probably makes it easier for um, corporations to use trademark in a way that allows them to make more money. Like, it it sounds like it's probably something to encourage or allow more of a shell game when it comes to how you do business internationally. I would not, I would not be surprised by that. So that's my real thing that I think it's about. Um, Maybe legal Eagle will talk about it. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and he'll look too handsome doing it, and you'll just think, God, he's richer than I'll ever be. And he'll say, like, a weirdly liberal thing where I'm like, man, no, like, no. we don't need the cops. He's, he's managed to be good at both having, like, videos about why we don't need the cops and then suddenly, like, but you can call the cops in this circumstance. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I know, I know, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I'm going to call him and say, kiss my butt. Uh. Just kidding. Take, um, take my disability case. So, um... All right, which one do we want to start Well, with? I mean, we can just... Two different ones about the student loans. And both of them yeah, saying that, no, you can't do this. So, student loan forgiveness is on a hiatus at this point. And I will say, personally, for me, my amount of debt is so high that it's barely a dent. Uh, I mean, it's like an eighth, but... I still have so much more to pay off. Yeah, because basically, there's they they in two different ways said no to student debt relief. One yeah. was like, "Hey, the, you can't the, use this way. You tried to do it, and you can't." You, and also, it's just unconstitutional in general to do it. Yeah, if I remember right, uh, fucking hell, it is so exhausting. And yeah, oh, I would oh, say oh, that that the secretary of so basically one is that like the president doesn't have the power or or whatever. Uh, and another is saying that the, they're they're tied together, and that the secretary of, they're saying like the secretary of education is 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 overreaching in their power, kind of bullshit. How has there been no cases about the fact that different private sectors have continually had to be bailed out by the federal government? Like, why is that not on the docket? Oh, I know why. But, like, this is when it becomes especially frustrating because it's like, so you are free to completely ignore billions upon billions, maybe even trillions of dollars worth of money flowing back out into the private sector to reward them for robbing us over and over again. And we were just, this was just asking for ten or $20,000 per 
federal student loan haver. That was yeah. all it was. Yeah, this wouldn't. This wouldn't. Like have- this was a fucking drop in the bucket. So it must. I think it means not only do they just never want to give us that money back, but they are fully aware of how beneficial that will oh, be yeah. for upward mobility for the people they don't want to have any more access to power which or is, resources. Which is exclusively what it, like this country is based on oppression. Yes, like, like either either outright slavery oppression or the the like. It, we're, we're, it's it's the law and order oppression of the prison industrial slave complex or debt oppression, where it's like, well, cool. You will just go to a job forever doing a thing you hate, and you'll love it, or else you'll like. I live in terror of debtors' prison. Like I, I'm, I'm sure we're gonna bring it back, and I'm gonna be a prime candidate. They're just gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, is there a debtors' library? Looks like Pat's back on the menu, boys. Well, no, Sorry. I, I, no, I genuinely think that's kind of the way we're going. Is that there's gonna be a literal working class as like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna try to pitch the middle, um, a version of the middle class on like, no, some people just have to work all the time. Yeah. Like they just have to be and and, and honestly it's laudable and we should admire them for it and not question whether or not that's good for them or us. Yeah, it's what they they went into debt themselves. You yeah. you you didn't so just just appreciate. Or or if there's someone who's financially stable, no this is just this is what they want to do. Okay, cool. That person can choose to do that, but that needs to be a choice. Yeah. Like working more than like I mean, in our country right now, it's 40 hours, but working more than 40 hours a week should be a choice that's not forced because of societal or financial pressures. It should be because you're like, man, I just like going. I genuinely enjoy doing this so much that I would like to do it more than 40 hours a week. Which is what conservatives and, and to a lesser, to a different, conservatives and liberals, I think, in different ways have different ways of not seeing at least the truth I see in this, which is they they think people are lazy and people won't do work. And really what they don't think about is that like some people, like there's people, if we had a society, all things being equal, who would be garbage men simply because they're like, man, I would take pride in the fact that I'm the person who makes sure there's not garbage lying around. And they can't fathom that somebody would and do also, something that they might take pride in. Like, it's it's a lack of imagination on the, the part of the person saying, it's a thing you, you're, you've been saying lately where it's like, who will pay for this is a code for how will a billionaire profit off of this? Yeah, right? who will pay for this? How, how can I guarantee that the person who keeps me yeah. in office will benefit from this decision? Because if they cannot benefit from it and they also see that maybe it gives you an upper hand, that means they have less of the pie because they think everything is finite. And that's why, that's why the question is kind who will pay for the student loan debt? It, who will it, pay for this? Who will pay for this? Who will pay for this? I've already paid so much. Because they don't want to, it, like... Nice. Because, like, they don't want to admit that they... When you have that much money, for whatever reason, you refuse to admit that, like, you owe other people for it. That was, oh, that was the thing I wanted to close out on the subs with, which was, like, the thing that bugs me is the part where it's, like... One life is like worth about $10 million. So you can go online, look up how much is a human life worth? What will the U.S. government pay? It's anywhere from $10 million to $100 million, depending upon circumstances. And like Color of your skin. Or or if you've been in forces or, or, yeah. or that kind of thing, if you were in office. That kind of, um, but let's call it, let's call it about $15 million. 
And that means that if you have about $5 billion, that's like 800,000 lives-ish worth of money that you have that isn't going out into a world in which like a million people a day die of starvation. So that's like, that's a choice you're making to hold on to that wealth. And that extends to the Supreme Court stuff because it's like those people are saying, hey, it's okay that we have this system that perpetuates this sort of, this debtor's this real yeah. liberal and that's my problem is that's like a real liberal debtor's prison convince people they want to work by taking making it so they have to work yeah um we have homeless camps so that you are scared enough to keep paying rent that's yeah. that's it otherwise we wouldn't have homeless camps. we have we've had episodes about it but like we don't need there's housing available it's oh, yeah. just a matter of algorithm mix software that like fucking prohibit like decides oh rent needs to go up this year and like corporate greed like it's it's literally those two things that yeah. keep people from just having houses it's it's the same thing with student debt um but yeah so um they also removed affirmative action from uh college admittance um, however, they did not remove it for military academies. Oh, I did not know. Yeah. Um, because again, we would prefer people, not white people to die well, overseas. I think, I think the, uh, the only place diversity should be is on the front line. The, uh, one, one of the other podcasts I listen to, Trillbillies, they, they, they will, they have some good Trillbilly? Trillbilly. Trillbilly? Trill Billies. They occasionally ha- they they have a good point. I know what you're saying. I just want to be silly. Like they're good. I, our, our justices have learned the media enough to where they're good at twisting things so that they come out right. A lot of the student debt shit is just well, like it's not it's not the American people's responsibility to pay for students kind of shit. No, but a it's the American people's uh, responsibility to pay for, for deaths around the world. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the similar thing with this, where it's like, well, we live in a, a post-racial society. Like, we had MLK already, so clearly things are, are we better. We fixed it. Yeah. Well, hey, I voted for Obama. Twice. Wait, was I old enough to vote for him the first time? Yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did vote for him the first time. I couldn't remember, because I know I didn't get to vote for John Tester, who was the, the new Democratic senator that was running. Mm. I can't, I canvassed for him. Mm. Um, I did a phone calling, too. Ugh. Ooh, yeah, it's always doing. painful when you call someone and they're like, oh, no, they're dead. And it's like, sorry. Yeah. I called uh, a, a very old person or they had been born a very long time ago. It was named Kirby, but Kirby was dead. Oh, Kirby. I know. R.I.P. Rip Kirby. That's a good uh, – Kirby's a great Aesop Rock song. Anyway, the the other part of the the, the affirmative action thing, the, the I, I love – Okay, so A, there's the part where, like, they figured out how to kind of phrase things or, or, or at least release things so that it's like, well, it's, it's affirmative action for private institutions that we can't, that we can't. The American government has to have some amount of it. So, like you said, we can kill brown people. But then there's also the other, uh, uh, weird part of it where, like, I like the sound of Biden losing an election. You know what I mean? I don't like the sound of anyone, of, of a yeah. lot of other people winning an election, but it is funny to me that it's like, it's, you you should have done the thing, and then you because you half asked. He it. tried, yeah. He half asked it. If he if he full on executive order signed it, and then they turned it over, then people would have been like, "Well, we got to go with Joe because like he actually yeah, gave no, a fuck." He, and now it's like, "Well, he tried to pussyfoot it, and that sucked." Rude, rude. Hey, rude. I, Vaginas fo- would be much tougher than dick feet. Fo- footy footy mouth it footy mouth it. You gotta cut that out. 
I'm going to. Duh. You got that. That definitely cannot go in there. No. Right. That is. That is. Like, well, and that was actually a good point. Yeah, the people who've benefited the most from affirmative action have been white women. Which is like it's like well you overturned so fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, it, it is ridiculous how much the Republicans are like. No, we hate our own people. Like uh, as I've oftentimes said, the bad guys are intersectional, right? But I forget how often it means like, oh no, we'll go after our own because oh, yeah, absolutely. because it's like no, so, yeah, like so Roe versus Wade and now this like white yeah. women like no, it, it, women, apparently do you, do you, white women just want to hurt ourselves and and like. We'll we'll continually sacrifice ourselves at the altar of white supremacy instead of realizing that we will never be accepted. As and and like like uh, I will never be accepted because I'm not a person. I am an oven. And white, I, I know like my- in white supremacy, women are not people. Oh yeah, the only people are men, and the only men that are people are the ones who can have children, can contribute to society. And that's that. That line right there is exclusively why I talk. So oh, I did air quotes. I know I made it with the sound well, in my voice, but contribute to society well, contrib- is in air quotes. The contribute to society part is the part where, like, I feel just fine talking about uh, like this about white supremacists because, like, as far as they're concerned, I should just be dead. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just a waste of resources yeah. being a cripple. Uh, so speaking of wasting, you're only useful to white supremacy as far as they find you useful. Yeah. Like, or like, you are only going to benefit from white supremacy as far as they find you useful. Uh, and I don't know how, I, there's more to that statement. I don't know how to complete it yet. And once you're not, they, you're, they will throw you, you away. Disposable. Yeah, you are disposable. You are 100% disposable. That is, that is, I guess, also part of what recyclables is about is like nobody is disposable. Even people I hate, I can think of like three people off the top of my head that I'm like, I would love to never interact with you as a human being again. I don't wish them dead though. I don't wish them dead. I don't think that they should be taken. I somewhere. do want them to slip on a banana peel though. I mean, yeah, I would is be. Is that fair? And I do, I do want a lot of people to be missing three vertebrae, but it's more of a like, can you just do this for a week and then we can talk? How do you feel about wishing upon someone that, um, no matter where they go, they will always, uh, be the right amount of late for it to be a problem? I'm fine with that. That's, that's perfect. I, I, okay, I will cry. I think the only ethical thing you can wish hatefully, the only death you can wish upon anyone ethically is death by poverty. Because I don't think poverty should exist. So clearly I don't actually want them dead. Yeah. Uh, and if they're like, that's insulting, it's like, well, cause you think poverty should exist. And that's, that's on you. That's that is that, on that, you. That's the choice you're making. I'm, I'm saying nonsense words. You're taking them, you're taking them seriously. Uh, speaking of nonsense words, they're taking seriously. The, the other, uh, there, there's another kind of joint, pair of of rulings one was uh growth versus uh growth versus the joy uh which requires an employer that denies a religious accommodation to show that the burden of granting an accommodation would result in substantial increased cost in relation to the conduct of its particular businesses in other words businesses can't do the bare minimum for religious people uh specifically the religious right that's, yeah, that's yeah, because like it's gonna be really interesting to see how this plays out in regards to um, restrictions uh, in the Islamic faith, mm-hmm. um, and also among Judaism. Yeah, um, and also this. I said we're we, gonna see the Satanic tem- Temple, right? Yeah, the Satanic Temple is gonna do try and do something about it, and like as much as I do think they are a champion, I think there's still a lot of weird 
white supremacy shit going on in there that needs to get cleaned up. Okay, so so hear me out. We start our own religion, the recycle recycle the Church of Recyclables. Yes. And we get some tax breaks. Uh we will meet the we have people meet our religious accommodations that we always need to smoke weed. Uh, we need days in which we have orgies off because, like, you gotta. You know what would be my favorite act of service for them? Oral. No, a genuine act of service, making this what religions claim to be. Um, I love the idea of <laughs> maintaining bottle drop locations so they are easy to use, mm-hmm. and people don't get a dirty eye for existing in those spaces. Uh, that's that's a religious right that I need to have. No, that's totally recyclables. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just think of that. Like, and just think of like. Open, committing, op- but just imagine how quickly we would be like, no, you're breaking all sorts of health code and safety violations. Could could I? So I'd like to just uh, right now trouble the listeners to consider the good word of recyclables. Uh, we speak to community, uh, to self love, to uh, open bottle drop locations, and to making sure you get the days that you have orgies the night of off, so that you are rested. Uh, don't you need the day after as well to recoup? Two days for every night orgy. <laughs> well, no, yeah. that'd need to be three days, I feel like. Because, like, do you need a night of resting up before? Or do you, can you go to work the day of the orgy? That, that's up to you. But you do need to be paid. You get two days on either end, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah. Is like you get the day of the orgy and then you pick if you get the day before or the day after. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then no matter what, everybody has to be paid $1,000 an hour. That's that's just it. We just, we just need enough. The the thing is, no matter how much I work, you always have to give me a little bit more money than enough to live on religiously. That's just religiously. a religious. Just, I I pray to God every night that the whole world sees things that way, and so um uh it's my religion now. Uh no, but, but more you also have to get into crypto. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's gonna we got be- our own. It's gonna yeah. really shoot off <laughs> anytime now. It's it's really just like they're called coin coins. Yeah, it's really just magic cards. It's just me. It's just <laughs> it's just shredded magic cards. Like it's they literally just- have no value. You've literally make them non fungible. I'm, I'm like writing over them with a sharpie. This is an NFT. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Jesus. I want to die. Uh, no, this um, was this. But is, that was one religious freedom that, one. That, yeah, that one. And the that. other one was about a website designer in Colorado who didn't want to make a gay wedding website okay. design. So, and this is where I wanted to first. Are pat- you are you ready? Are you ready pat- for the goth? No, no. First, describe to me your favorite comedy show poster faux pas. Oh. One one sec before we get into that, I do want to the 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 religious accommodation thing was a person asking specifically for Sunday the, off. Sunday off, uh, and it's it is one of those things where it is it, it is a similar move of like well they they're showing you the good thing without telling you the bad thing because yes. the good thing is going to be well like well Christianity must clearly be the most important religion or we won't say that but we'll write it that way yeah um, all right favorite comedy poster full pause. Um, Part of me, part of me wanted to just describe the comedy poster you have directly behind you. Be like, people. But it's were- a good one. Jane did a really. Don't talk about Jane Malone's work like that. I will you not. Fucking turd nugget. All right, I will not. I, I I've invented the word fuck wrench. I like fuck that. wrench. I like that. No, uh, when the poster looks like fuck ratchet. Ooh, Ooh like but that it. also could be. That's why I like wrench because mm-hmm. I, I just picture a wrench. A wrench to anybody's genital sounds unpleasant. Like you wrench your genital anyway. Um, any any poster that looks like 
an already popular poster. So like if it looks like a poster for Dune or something like that. Like so it, like they're spoofing a movie yeah, poster. Yeah. You hate those. Because uh, because usually they're not spoofing. They just like copied and pasted and then like put a little. Like, Made it a little silly. Yeah. Um, any, 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 anything where I don't know, like where the word comedy it, it never appears. So you don't know what's happening. Yeah. You just know it's an event and these are the people who will be there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably one of my least favorite. I think the least favorite of one that I've ever been on is when like, there's so many names that like everything is just sort of indistinguishable. Like it's just, especially cause Patrick Thomas Perkins is obnoxious. I know that. Right, I kind of do it a little on purpose because I want to be. <laughs> Our kids are great. I kind of do it a little on purpose because I, I, I do. But uh, uh, it is funny to be like, look, maybe I don't need to do this show because everybody on the show needs two names, or else you're gonna not have room for everybody on the show. Yes, like those those kind of events. That's when you're just PTP. Yeah. Could you be? Patrick T. Perkins. I did. I tried that, but it feels too. Feels. I used to go by Rochelle L. Cody more often, but I don't do that anymore. Um. So Patrick T. Perkins sounds like the writer for comedy poster design things that bug me is when there's too many different fonts. Oh, oh yeah. When it's like like I can't stand when there's too many different fonts. I also like. The just brick wall with the microphone, the metal mic, and not this kind, not like a tra- like a, the mics you see oh, people oh, use, the, but like that like fifties big... crooner kind of mic. Yeah, like that stuff bugs me because typically it means it's being designed by someone who still lives in like the late seventies, early eighties. Hold on, I'm gonna shut that just because the kids. Oh no, there. it's coming through that way oh, too. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, guys. I think oh. we'll. Is it coming in pretty loud? It's all right. It's all right. It's this, adorable. Yeah, there's there's neighborhood kids. It makes me happy. So I'm sorry if anyone's upset. You, you are taking me back to literally every poster I made. Maybe the first seven years. No, it's of- okay, Pat. I still respect you mostly. Um, I hate that. I also hate. I. You know what? There was a place in uh Billings where all of their stuff was like very overtly sexual, mm. and it was all like male gaze sexual puns like a pair of women's underwear sure you know i don't really like that but i say this because yeah this case was about the woman who's a graphic designer who won't do graphic design for gay weddings and like if you look at her Uh, graphic design work it's i sound so fresh and hip saying this mid at best um it is not great um, she's definitely not that talented, so I don't think the gay community is really at a loss. Um, but it's really unfortunate because it does reinforce this uh belief that if you think that someone's personal decisions that don't directly affect you in any way are immoral, you can decide to not like legally you're required to refuse service to them. So now I'm gonna I wanna I wanna uh, before before we get too far down this it's just i need to read you from npr opb designer and supreme court case ruling cited client who denies making wedding site requests very boring very boring kind of title there such right? a boring title about about, about i think uh, that's just because it's opb right yeah about probably like fourth fifth paragraph in smith named stewart 
uh, and included a website service requested from him listing his phone number and email address in 2017 court documents. But Stewart told the Associated Press he never submitted the request and didn't know his name was invoked in the lawsuit until he was contacted this week by a reporter from the New Republic, which first reported his denial. So this was a manufactured case? I'm going to read you some other points from us immediately after that. I was incredibly surprised given the fact that I've been happily married to a woman for the last 15 years, said Stewart, who declined to give his name for fear of harassment and threats. His contact information, uh, but not his last name, were listed in the documents. So, reading a bit down. Okay, so Smith's lawyer... Kristen Wagoneer said at a Friday news conference that the wedding request naming Stewart was submitted through Smith's website and denied it was a fabrication. She she suggested it could have been a troll making the request, something that's happened with other clients she has represented. In 2018, her client Colorado Baker Jack Phillips won a partial U.S. Supreme Court victory after refusing to make a gay couple's wedding cake, citing his Christian faith. It's undisputed that the request was received. Whether that was a troll or not, or not, whether that was a troll and not a genuine request, or if someone was looking for that, is really irrelevant to the case. Wait, okay, so hold on. So how did this become a case in the first place, then, if, like, this dude's, like, I don't even, like... Well, if you look, and then he didn't know it was even happening. I'm so. Uh, it it sounds like basically she filed a thing, and it just kept going up the Supreme Court. She filed a thing saying, "I don't have to do this," and like the evidence. So is, no one had actually even asked her. It was just her fucking making up shit. It sounds like, and that's that's the wild part to me is the part where the guys like, like, how did it go this far up if no one actually get, was trying to make her do this? This well, because, is unfucking because real. that's the way the white supremacy works. Is yeah. that you 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 are the victim and the perpetrator at the same time is the perfect example of it. So this is why I get really fucking angry when we talk about the Supreme Court because I took a judicial politics class in college. Uh, one of my most favorite professors, such a sweet man. Um, but the thing that was extremely infuriating about it was that I found out about the threshold, which is basically the the metaphorical doorway. In which your case has to, like, fit the criteria to cross the threshold to Mm. be a case the Supreme Court will hear. And so they will, like, change that threshold. And, I mean, that's just going to happen because none of us are going to have the same metaphorical threshold. And especially when you develop that level of knowledge about about the law. And also our horrible person. Like, probably most of the people on that court. Um, I mean, I... I don't want to willy-nilly include uh, the more leftist people, but in the past, some of these leftist people have been pretty fucking shitty, too, and also overlook a lot of really shitty behavior from the conservative justice. One of them, one of them, one of them, according to reports, didn't look at the 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 case at the, all the readings no didn't look at the speaker while they were reading the the verdicts i'm so shocked that no that's like uh that's like super that's like super you're not allowed to do and i'm sorry i read that and i was like fascinating Fuck you just so fascinating. Jerk, jerk me off with both hands um, you absolute but like so i just get really frustrated finding out what cases do end up getting heard versus the cases that don't get end up getting and heard that- and i'm thinking about one specific example so this was in uh, a school district somewhere in california i don't remember all the statistics but the argument was that deciding a public school's budget based on property values is unconstitutional 
because it is constant, like, it's basically making it so kids get an unequal education. Yeah. And I want to say either they decided it, I think initially when it first came through with, like, one person, they said, like, they said something along the lines of, this doesn't meet the threshold, we can't see this case. Mm -hmm. And then I think later on, somewhere in the 90s, they ruled that there was not a uh, constitutional need to remove that uh, way of allotting resources for public schools. And so, like, I just get really frustrated that not only do they get to de- decide what cases they even hear, but they also can just do this fucking, like, insane level of mental gymnastics when if you really do pay attention to what would be considered fair and equal, it's total well, fucking par- bullshit. Part of how it works. And, this, and this- like, I'm not saying I have everything right, but I think there yeah. are some objective things you can fucking say about how, how to make things fair. And, and part of how how it works is like the like with the affirmative action thing, right? This guy Edward Bloom, uh, he's a conservative legal strategist known for his activism against affirmative action. Basically, they'll just file. They're rich enough. They have enough money, and they can pay enough people. They just to, keep filing cases. Yeah, yeah that's and, a good and, point. And you just you just are like it's like a slot machine. Yeah, and you you're like eventually one of these might go high enough, and some of them are completely especially just, if it goes against through with the right judges. Yeah, and some of them are obviously completely frivolous, and it's and it can be a circumstance like this lady where she's like well i might have to someday so i need to preemptively have the law done to how wild that people probably don't know that this was straight up just a completely frivolous lawsuit but then people will still talk about that hot mcdonald's coffee and how that was a frivolous lawsuit not even though that woman straight up had third degree burns on her crotch because they had that shit kept up to like 300 degree temperatures because truck drivers would set it aside and drive for it with hours drive with it for hours and then like two hours later their coffee is still hot and that's why they would go to mcdonald's mcdonald's didn't think about the fact that like well i wonder what coffee that can stay 90 degrees for two hours is going to do to the inside of a human thigh maybe we should invent some fucking cup holders. oh my god i hate all right, so there was there was everything. all right, so there was that. There was the education. There was the other education. There was the other religious thing. Yeah, those were those were the big ones. There's some. Oh, um, the one good news one was that uh, oh, ICWA. Oh, the the states the the okay, you do yours. And I'll do so mine. I don't remember the details. So forgive me. But um, there had been in place um, specific federal statutes that say that when indigenous children are not able to be with their birth parents or the guardians that they have at that time, they're meant to be kept within their communities. Like, and that is important. Like, so that, you know, we're not adopting out indigenous kids to non-indigenous families or fostering them out. Like basically a way to help them retain their culture and their community, you know, Uh, keep them local. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it was especially important because, like, the history of indigenous people in America is one of constant displacement on the physical and metaphorical plane of existence. Because, like, you, when you were brought to boarding schools, you, your hair was cut, you were put in uh, Anglo clothes, you were punished for using your native language, you were given different names, and... So, to remove that protection for indigenous families is just, like, reopening a historical and, like, historical wound, like, in history and probably also written into their fucking DNA at this point. It's uh, Uh, And so, this was a, like, one good-sounding thing that came out from what I've heard. 
It is, it is wild that we have to be like, well, we needed to make a law about the thing that we did that was wrong in the past. Like we have to, we have to fix it with law. Yeah. I, uh, it is, I guess, I guess the part of well, me. Well, and I mean, that's probably because enough indigenous folks banded together yeah, yeah. and were able to. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't be like, discounting that. No, 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 but I, I know where you're coming from, but I, like, the fact that, like, that didn't happen because white people thought things needed to be better. Do you- that happened because enough indigenous people were a squeaky enough wheel that their hands were forced to do the bare fucking minimum. Sorry. Do you, how, there's, a, there's, every once in a while they'll do a new law for Native Americans, like, they'll be like, uh, then, then, there you go, Native Americans, there's a law that we, we, we're sorry. How much of that do you think is, like, conservatives being, like, looked Native people probably know how to fix the planet. So we're just going to keep extracting whatever we can. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I don't think conservatives actually care that much about the world ending. Uh, Like, that's the thing. If you you are conservative, you're not going to see much past your own nose in a lot of regards, especially if all your material needs are being met and your worldview is constantly reinforced. Yeah. So the, you're not worried about the future because the present is great. The other, the other one good one was that they kind of decided that like the states can't decide how federal law, like federal elections work. So like the states can't can't do the thing. Oh, the, the, like where the, the governor can be the deciding vote, yeah, shit yeah, like that. They uh, made it so that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas just passed something to try and make that way easier to do. So I'll actually have to check with my friend Stephen. He's usually pretty on the up yeah. and up about. I mean, shit. I mean, I would be curious how different because I mean, again, it's it's everything's made up and the points don't matter. Matter. And like the the big thing about the end of empire is like you start breaking down the social norms uh, in order to I mean if you're fascist you start breaking down the social norms in order to break people down to make them uh, more accommodatable to your worldview so that well you, you can- break down the social norms and you communicate that that is the way it should be and it always has been yeah like it, there's there it's a it's a return and like a a a romanticization but the the, of- the the right is also very capable of being like we can end the rioting by returning law and order right like, like like when the black shirt when the fucking real thug street gang dudes show up it's so the conservative dudes and their fans it's so the, the proud boys exist so tucker carlson can say hey you know the proud boys wouldn't need to exist if you would all just listen to us like that's that's kind of the reciprocal relationship of it don't be mean to them that will make it harder for them to see your humanity yeah and so like like i do they were not going to see my humanity to begin with yeah and so in theory it's like harder for them to do that part right i mean i would be curious to see how it actually works out in the end it's really wild how fascism likes to describe the enemy as animals yet it reduces you down to your baser animal like drives a hypocrite is always like it's it's a weird quirk of humanity but like a hypocrite is always gonna tell you what they're thinking that's why like that's why when i say things like i don't want money i'm like but i mean i do a little bit and i know that's hypocritical but i don't want like an absurd amount of wealth i just want to wake up you don't want money you want to be safe yeah you don't want money you want to have food we have this stupid system where money is the only way. To yeah, do I don't it. want money for money's sake. Yeah, but yeah, with that in mind, I think we've uh, we, we've ex- we've exhausted this news dump. We hope you we know. we took a big old shit all over everything. Um, but yeah, great news about the person from the uh, chicken shack. I'm super excited yeah. to find out that whoever um, attacked them is being hopefully held accountable. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird because it was like it looks. 
So it looks like the city cops weren't doing anything. So uh, what the city cops okay, weren't doing okay. anything? To, to give, buy it. To to give our listeners an uh, idea of what happened, uh, there was a chicken cart in one of the food carts near my place, uh, and a black man was beat up by a bald white guy, and the police were saying it probably wasn't a racial crime. Uh, and there were, the, I heard somebody who saw it happen say he did come up, all, like he had like fucked around a tattoo, like he had been like throwing things at a tattoo shop up the street too. Oh, so, so, so there could there was been, an established like violent thing going on with this person. But it, but that totally doesn't preclude it from being a, uh, like some white supremacist bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 just because. I'm tweaked out and throwing rocks at the tattoo parlor doesn't mean that the moment I see a black person and I decide to attack them, that isn't a choice of me being like, well, this will be the crime that will be acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, cause that, that is a lot of what white supremacy is, is this notion of like, no, it'll be acceptable. People will let me get away with it. Like, I'll, I'll, it's, mm-hmm. it's that same, it's, it's that, that proud boy thing, but on like an interpersonal level where it's like, well, you won't put up with me because I didn't go after you. I went after them. And it's like, well, no, you're going to go after me next. Um, I wanted to thank our executive producers, but my phone was taking a second to load. I felt really bad because I wanted to, before we go, we have executive producers. Don't, I, I keep, I keep wanting to make, I keep thinking about doing different things with the Patreon. So don't be surprised if different things happen in the not too distant future. I haven't decided what, what these, we haven't decided. Anyway. Uh, for right now, let's thank our executive producers. Uh, executive producer across the pond, Sabrina Phillips. She lives over in, in uh, 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 Ireland. What? Uh, That's pretty cool. Oh, damn. I, should, I should have cool facts about everyone. I wonder, I wonder, because I know that like Ireland and England are very humid places, right? Yeah. They're very juicy. I wonder how they deal with like mold and stuff in their houses and shit. Cause they also have a lot of like old construction. Uh, I listened to uh blind boy podcast and he'll, he talks about the, the moisture of that place quite a bit. It's uh pretty fun. She used to be the bartender at critical, the, the lady with the red hair. I don't know if I remember. Okay. I only, I didn't go as many times as you did, but thank you, Sabrina, for providing us libations while we ruined your night. I wish I had really cool facts about Edwin Shives, but I don't have cool facts like his location in the world. Are they mystery? They're a mystery. The mysterious Edwin I Shives. Like, I feel like Edwin is like a prettier Edmund. E D I E D W I N. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's a pretty name. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, sound, it's got kind of anime feel to it. Like I keep mm-hmm. thinking, I think that's the name of one of the brothers in Full Metal Alchemist. So I keep, mm. keep thinking of that. Whitney Hampson, just delightful human being, saw them recently at the. Oh my god, that was yeah. That was probably the highlight. I know I had a lot of great things happen that weekend, but that was one of the nicest things oh, to yeah. see. One of my oldest and dearest friends in comedy. So I've been one of the people, and like I have a few people that I describe this way, but it's like a, a person where when I am at a conflict as to a decision to make, it's like, well, what would, would Whitney do? how would they compose themselves or like comport themselves yeah. in this situation? Because I feel like they come from a place of kindness, empathy, and wanting to do do the make the best decision for the situation. Another person who I would want to be like if I ever grow up is Nova Starlust. Yes. Uh, uh, just saw a very important video from them about um, the dangers of uh, choking during sexual activity oh. and how you really need to be careful and you should 
get some training on it from yeah. professional sex workers there, because it is spots. very easy to do damage in the moment or do damage that crops up weeks, months, or years later. Yeah, yeah. You got to be you got to be careful when that happens. And you can't just spring it on somebody. Uh, yes. And it is Do not spring anything like that on either, someone. Jesus Christ. In in either party. You can't yes. just you can't just be like, "Hey, choke me, mommy." Yeah, uh, and you also can't just choke someone. Yeah. Like both people need to know that's what you want. And need to be able to do it as safely as possible because Nova made the point. There's no such thing as safe sex in that regard, but there is safer sex. Yes. Uh, a person who I hope is a fan of safe sex, although they've had a kid, so now I'm making it weird. Rob Campbell. Rob uh, Campbell. Very, very How cool old's the kid up? I don't know. They were young when I hung out around with them, but okay. I've, I've weeded so So they're probably many. driving a car by now? Yeah, they're probably voting. They've already got their law degree? Yeah. They're in a retirement home already. God damn! They went onto that old island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a person who belongs on that old island. Andrea Miller. Very, very excellent supporter of the podcast. Longtime supporter. Delightful. Thank you. Kristen Rowan, also an executive producer of the podcast. Another comic that we saw recently yeah. at an open mic, which was delightful. Uh, one of our favorite people, I, so kind and nice, wonderful children. I, I I had a you bought me a drink and I felt super self conscious while I held it when we talked because I was like I can't afford this, but I'm no. Gonna- that was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this oh. was earlier. Oh, then I had that was my five dollars that bought me that drink. Yeah, but you either, about it. either way, yeah. Um, person, I try not to feel self conscious about Linda Grimes. Our 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 our. Uh, our old church lady segment, little old, old church, church lady. Church lady. No, I if I um, I like you. I like Linda as as a fan because I know I'm I'm making points that maybe even the Christians don't want to hear when it when she's like I don't I don't know what that was, Pat. I don't know what that was. Like, um, that does how does Linda compare to Dana Carvey's church lady? Uh, Linda is 100% better because she's not Dana Carvey. Like, well, I know, a, but I'm just saying, um, are there any mannerisms I, that no, are comparable? No, but Dana Carvey's character reminds me of this lady that we used to make fun of, Nina Moore. Hell yeah. Uh, and you, you and Linda would make fun of her? Well, I would make fun of Well, I feel like we would laugh about her together. I don't know. Okay. Linda. Linda's not a making fun of people lady. She's a very- I, I think She's very kind. Yeah, she's very kind. She's she's wonderful. Why, so do we just surround ourselves with kind people because we're such assholes? I guess. Uh, not an asshole. Butterface Creations. Uh, yes. They've recently relaunched their Patreon. So yeah, so check that shit yeah. out. Amazing artwork. Phenomenal stickers. Uh, yeah, no, but Butterface Creation, wonderful person. Also, just a wonderful supporter, uh, just a wonderful person. I adore Carrie Davis, another wonderful supporter. Somebody who's, I, I'm pretty sure she's seen my stand up. Yeah. I, like, it's weird the amount of friends you'll have that have never seen your stand up and the amount of friends that's like, I also don't care if she's ever seen it. Like, right. L- like, she, she's gotten the gold. She's, she's like, like the gold star material out of me just by being my friend. So, like, yeah. you're not, if, if you're my friend, odds are you're really not missing much in my stand up. Yeah. And I, I know that. Um, I, I felt bad for some of my friends when I first moved out here because I was just like, you want to come to my show? You want to come to my show? You want to come to my show? And I used to get a little more hurt when people couldn't make it. But now I've realized I'm like, I don't even want to go out most yeah. of the time. Why would I get mad at someone else? Uh, someone I would hang out with, but they live far away is Erica N, also an executive producer. Erica, why are you so far away? Uh, stepsister. Lives, lives in Sacramento, I think. Oh, that's not bad. We should go to Sacramento. Yeah. We I have family do. in Sacramento, too. We should do it. We my should, dad's from Auburn. We should believe in ourselves and have the time to construct a tour someday. Oh, my God, Pat. Don't um, even. Other than the part where would get me denied for disability um you know it'd be fun if we did a train tour we 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 have a tour called please don't deny me disability tour and then and then part of it is just that we go around and explain watch watch the watch the train run on pat (laughs) by disability uh 
Um, not as sad as that. Ash Alexander, wonderful, wonderful yes. human being, supporter of the show and uh, executive producer of the show. I believe program. there was just a birthday recently in the family. No. Congratulations. Yeah, I am bad at I. I see things on Facebook. I don't remember who it was. It's I think I think a kiddo, but I don't, potentially now an adulto. I don't I don't Facebook birthdays. It's just weird. Oh no, me. I don't either. But I saw the post. Mm. Jeez, oh. Pat uh, and Chella L. Uh, Chella L. Chella L. Sounds really cool that way. Um, also, executive producer of our program. But thank you for doing that. Sounds that. like a good um, weed strain. I got that Chella L. Shit, man. Yeah, I got that Chella L. Uh, and that, that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll have things coming out. Chella L in a very like 70s curly font. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, a band from there. Um, if you want to, if you want to be an executive producer, you can go to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and, and do the thing. Um, until, until next time, give to each according to your ability and from each according. No, I did it wrong. To each. You give from according- to each according to their need, from each according to their ability. That's that's what we pay you the V bucks for. Being so there. if you can't help us, help someone else. Yeah, yeah. You know? and if you can't help anyone, that's fine. Yeah, accept some help. Yeah, that's that's Pat. It's fucking hard. Okay, I know it okay. is. I know, but we love you all. Have a lovely rest of your Bye. day. Bye. That wasn't bad. Was it recording? Yeah, I think so. Perfect. You got a lot of cat eating in a dinner audio, which I think is pretty important, honestly. There's not enough of it on the internet already. We'll just not talk about that one right now because I don't understand it. Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.